Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. Speed to lead matters like we talked about. That's the most important metric. So we got to jump on that lead when it comes in. Good morning, everyone. Uh, again, my name is Ro Malik. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Conversion Monster. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Stempian. And uh, we're excited to launch our weekly coaching series in collaboration with Eisenhower Coaching um, as a value add for our current Conversion Monster clients. Um, we're going to continue covering a variety of important topics over these next few weeks and months. Um, today is our third coaching webinar. Um, the topic for today is leveraging internet leads to grow and scale your business further. I don't think we need to introduce them anymore, but I'm still excited to introduce you to, to Brian Eisenhower, who is the CEO and founder of Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. Uh, again, Brian coaches many of the top agents and teams all over the country. Uh, he's been coaching for nearly 30 years now. and. Um, you know, we're going to, we have an opportunity to hear Brian speak again today, and then we're going to have some of other Brian's other senior coaches that will be joining us in the coming weeks and months to get some different perspectives as well. So we're excited to uh, continue the series. So from there, I will turn it over to Brian. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Ro. I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, again, you know, at my company, we coach a lot of the top uh, agents and teams in the country. And a lot of those guys, uh, especially those uh, that are leveraging their business by, you know, working with other people, uh, other agents, people like that, you know, they're using internet leads as a big, big piece of that of that very complicated puzzle. And because we get to coach a lot of those top teams, managing internet leads, especially as they come through Conversion Monster, is something that's a very big, big part of our coaching. So I'm gonna share some of that with you today. For the first two minutes though, I'm gonna spend two total minutes of getting you up to speed on what we covered in the first two webinars in that series, okay? So it's gonna be no more than one minute for each of those, okay? Because we've already been there. And you guys can go back and watch those other videos if you want to. So you can now see my screen. And the first thing we do when an internet lead comes in to you is we implement a two week assault plan, right? Often called a 10 days of pain, where for 10 business days or two weeks, we are trying to get a hold of this lead to make initial contact any way we can. Again, day one, and then you can customize this any way you want, but it's a series of phone calls, emails, social media contacts, direct messages text messages, things like that, where we're trying to make contact through a bunch of different communication venues. And then I've also included all the scripts for those texts, emails, phone calls, video emails, whatever you're trying to do to get a hold of them all the way through. And that is what we do. We, it's 10 real hard days to try to make contact. Okay. So that's the first thing we do. Now, second thing we do after we make contact, we get them on the phone we have to then, assuming that we can't meet with them right away, okay? Obviously, I think that goes without saying, our goal is to get in front of them, right? Um, the goal is to set a buyer consultation with them 
or we sit down and meet in person or at least over Zoom in a face-to-face -face setting where we plan out their whole home buying process, get them set up on listing e-alert emails, things like that. Obviously, we pin our ears back and set that appointment if we can. But three out of the four times that you convert an internet lead, you're not gonna be able to set that appointment on the first. So only one out of four internet leads that you ultimately convert, 25% of them that you ultimately convert are we're gonna be able to cherry pick on the first freaking call. 75% of internet leads that you ultimately convert you'll have to nurture for a while. And that's just the way it works, guys. Sorry, these aren't your SOI members. They're not layups. You know, you're gonna have to dribble around and manufacture a little bit better shop. So that's what's gonna have to happen. So when we get them on that first phone call after doing our two week assault plan to make contact, what we're trying to ascertain is the degree of urgency that these agents have or these clients have and how quickly they wanna buy, right? So we're gonna categorize them into at least three, maybe even four categories based on how fast they wanna buy. A leads or hot leads or whatever your CRM calls them are people that need to plan, that need to move within 30 days. These are these are people that are looking right now. You show me a house, I'm good to go. I just can't find one. B leads are people thinking after the holidays, 30 to 90 days. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not, they don't wanna go right now, but they're about to be ready pretty soon. That's a warm lead. C leads, three to nine months, a little bit further out. D leads, maybe nine to 18 months. Okay, then we're gonna put them in those various action plan categories in our CRM because the A leads up here, our action plan is gonna have a lot more frequent contact attempts. We're gonna be calling them a lot more times per week, texting them, emailing them with a much higher degree of frequency. Your B leads a little less frequent, your C leads even less frequent, your D leads much less frequent. We're trying to warm them up and move them up. D leads to C and B leads, C leads to B and A leads. We're trying to take B leads and turn them into A leads. All of our A leads, we're trying to move to appointment. Every time we contact, we're trying to get face-to-face. -face. We get face-to-face, -face, we turn a customer into a client and base it on that relationship, okay? Probably three minutes, but you get the gist. So that's where we've been. Those are the systems we need to implement. We know it. How do we make sure we keep doing it and using it? And as this relates to leveraging our business, running a real estate team maybe, then there becomes the issue of accountability, okay? So that's very, very crucial that we have systems in place for this. So what I'm going to do, first of all, I'm gonna tell you the most important thing. I actually have a book out there and I have the High Performing Real Estate Team book. There's a link to it on Amazon. I think it's like 20 bucks. It's the fattest book you've ever seen. It, it's daunting. like. It's not something you curl up next to the fireplace. Uh, you know, it's it's a freaking textbook. So uh, I literally crammed everything that I think you could cram into a book before my publisher said, stop, no one will read this because it's just too much. And I'm not joking. That's how that conversation went. It is jam packed with details on how to run a real estate team. And a big part of it is what we're talking about right now. Okay. So if you're working with other people that you're expecting to convert these leads, you need to definitely be implementing some of the key concepts that I put in this book, okay? One of which you should have a goal, okay? And a goal for how much they're gonna sell. And guys, let me tell you, we gotta get kind of realistic about internet leads. If you're trying to manage agents on your real estate team and your value proposition is, I'm gonna give you a bunch of internet leads and that's it, we got a big problem. Here's why. No one gets their real estate license, none of you did either, under the assumption that you're going to be a telemarketer and convert telephone leads from people you don't know 
for your entire career. No, that is not sexy. That is not a good value prop. And you'll see there's lots of teams out there that just burn through people. All these new people come to their team and then they hate it and they move on and they just have this high turnover rate over and over again. And that's teams that are trying to make their value prop internet leads. Guys, you have to you have to have realistic expectations about internet leads. Internet leads are there to supplement an agent's business. I'm assuming if you're starting a real estate team and you're going to bring on other agents, you have more leads than you can handle yourself. That is kind of a key determinant as to whether you should be running a team or not. <laughs> if you don't have any extra leads to give away, then I would really, really rethink starting a team at this point. But if you have more than you can handle, you have overflow. The whole idea is most of the time that's because you've developed a business yourself and a business that comes by referral to you. You've got a sphere of influence, people that you know, or at least know who you are, maybe just acquaintances that at least know you by name, and you sell a certain amount of real estate by building up that book of business through your sphere of influence. And that's what every agent I don't care who you are. I know a lot of different coaches teach this. Everybody, when they get their freaking real estate license, wants that. It's not a novel idea. There isn't anybody that gets their real estate license that doesn't expect that that's what they want. I want a lot of people to call me that I already know, and it's going to be super freaking easy because everybody's going to call me, and I'll, I'm going to have a bunch of clients who call me. Very rarely do we have someone who gets their license who thinks they're going to have to do outbound prospecting to generate leads. It's extremely rare. And I guarantee you they don't want to do it. That's that's correct 100% of the time if they do know. And I guarantee you 100% of the time they don't expect to do it for long because ultimately they want a business where it comes back to them. You'll be hard pressed to find anybody that, 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 that doesn't want that light at the end of the tunnel. So you need to provide that to agents on your team. So first and foremost, set an expectation that they're going to be growing their own sphere of influence and you're going to help them do that. You're going to you're going to hold them accountable to adding people to their SOI, to contacting their SOI, to setting up action plans for their SOI and that we know that for their first two or three years, they're not going to get much business from their SOI because they're brand freaking new. All these people may know them, but they also know their news. So they don't necessarily trust them to list their house yet. So what do you do? That's why we provide them with internet leads so that they actually make some income and learn to develop a skill set on converting buyers, maybe listings too, on people they don't know. So they have some income in the meantime, why they build their book of business and their SOI grows before it starts coming into them. That's the purpose of internet leads on successful real estate teams. They're designed to supplement an agent's business. And the fact that you're giving them leads oftentimes way more leads than they're going to bring to the team because they're new oftentimes very rarely are people that sell more real estate than you going to come to your team very rarely it happens but very rarely most of the time it's going to be agents that look up to you that don't have the business you have yet so the whole key is you're going to provide them some very important things right hopefully you're going to provide them administrative support hopefully you're going to provide them accountability and training and mentoring and then most importantly to them, you're going to provide them with some leads. So remember, those three things are what you provide. Training and accountability or training and mentoring, admin support and leads. I think training and accountability is the most important part because that's whether they succeed or fail. Um, I think admin is the second most important part. And I think admin is the third and leads are the third most important point, but not to them. To them, leads are by far the only thing they care about. So you better have leads because the minute they start bringing more business to the team, then you're providing to them 
some strange things start happening. If the agents on your team, let's say one of them closes 30 transactions a year and 25 of them come from the agent's own sphere of influence and only five come from you or the team, we've got a flight risk on our hands. They are either going to leave the team and do it themselves, or they're going to ask you for a better commission split. Maybe they, if you're a buyer side buyer's agent, they're going to ask to start taking listings. Things are going to change if you let agents get ahead of you. And that's okay. Sometimes you get a rock star on the team and you just can't prevent that kind of thing. You better have systems and tools to stay ahead of them or at least give them a path for growth in the team where they maybe then if you, if you can't stay ahead of them with your leads, maybe that's when they graduate to a higher split. Don't give away those splits earlier. Okay. Don't give them away earlier. Don't say if you sell 10 houses, then you jump to a 60-40 or a 70-30. You're giving it all away too soon because the amount of transactions they close has nothing to do with it. It's how much they generate from their own SOI. It's very easy people to, to find people to convert leads, but to generate their own leads and bring them to the team, that's highly valuable. Those are the ones you reward. In the meantime, you supplement them with your internet leads. So let me show you what this looks like. We should always be, I wanna explain this concept to you. I got an old clunky scoreboard. I've been using this for so, I've been using this for decades, actually. So bear with me, this is just for teaching purposes. My agents typically use much nicer looking things than this, but you'll get the, you'll get the gist. So here is a team, a, a really old clunky team scoreboard, but I think you'll get the gist because what we always wanna do is we wanna be meeting on a regular basis, at least once a week with our team. So they have a clear and convincing scoreboard or dashboard. And I give you a lot of description on probably a hundred pages of it in my book about how you, how to use a dashboard and then another 100 pages on how to hold those team meetings. And you can see here the number of SOI contacts I'm tracking. I wanna make sure all the agents on this team are contacting their SOI. I put that up at the front because that's the first and foremost thing I wanna be pushing is them generating their own business. I also wanna make sure that they're, that they're growing their SOI. So that's always first, okay? This team is tracking open houses too. Okay, but you could be tracking expired prospecting, circle prospecting, farming. You can track any lead generation activity. I call them in my book, activity-based indicators, because we always wanna focus on activities, right? And trust that results will follow. So we're always pushing the activities and holding people accountable to activities. Most teams just track results, uh, what I call RBIs or results-based indicators. And that's why when I don't like to have commission splits that graduate after, you know, going to 60 40s or 70 30s when you close this many deals, I'd really, I'd rather base it off activities because activities resonate more closely with where agents fall, fail. They just fail to do the work. So if you have a team where agents actually do the work in following up and nurturing, you'll be the rare bird. How do we do that? We meet every week. We have clear activity-based indicators that we focus on on a team scoreboard just like this, okay? So as we, as I'll just give you a quick run through of it here because what we wanna track is I showed you two things at the start of this that we've talked about. A two-week assault plan for making initial contacts. And then we also talked about the, the, the hot, warm, and cold leads, the A, B, C, and D leads for lead nurturing over time. We have to hold agents accountable for that, okay? So here's how we do it. The first, these three, really these two sections hold both of those action plans accountable, okay? Let's start with the response time to first call. 
A good CRM, most of them now have an app that comes with them so that when a lead comes in, we can track the response time to call. If you have an email lead that comes to you through Conversion Monster, then that lead should be contacted through your CRM's app and we can see how fast you jumped on it. Because if you go into most top CRMs, you can track an agent's average response time. And that needs to be less than five minutes. Speed to lead matters, like we talked about. That's the most important metric. So we gotta jump on that lead when it comes in. So if we always have every single agent's average response time up on the scoreboard every single week, it takes a lot away a lot of excuses and they'll know, hey, I got to jump on these leads. And you can usually set in your CRM that we're going to track response time between certain hours. You know, it might be 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You know, I've got some examples here next to each agent. Uh, or it could be till 9 o'clock at night. It could be till 7 o'clock at night. Um, you will see a lot of good leads get transferred um, just after dinner time in your area. So shutting it down like at 5 o'clock is probably not your best option. So if you have to stagger different agents at different times, you know, throw your millennials a little later, get your old people calling earlier. <clears throat> that's usually how it works on real estate teams. But the point of the matter is um, we have to track that response time. That's everything because we got to try to convert leads in less than five minutes. So we got to have an app that tracks it. Otherwise, it's honor code. Honor code works. It's just a little old school. It's what I grew up on. Um, and it's very, I mean, it, usually when we go from honor code to tracking it through a CRM app where people have to call back through the app, it's, it's, it's like, what? You know, people are just like, what on earth? I had no idea my response time was so bad. That's how the light turns on tremendously. And, and when you see a lot of people not being able to convert internet leads, this is the biggest thing. This is the biggest eye-opening moment. It's because they aren't tracking response time. They don't realize how slow they actually are. That's number one, because they think they call the minute they look at their email. Well, yeah, you didn't look and see how long ago you received that email. You know what I mean? Are you setting notifications and dings in your email? Are you checking them? Just is what it is. Okay, so we track all response time there. Now, if it's a voice connect, so if Conversion Monster is connecting like a Zillow lead or, or a Google LSA lead, that's going to come via telephone. And when that comes via telephone, again, you just got to answer. It's either it, that's pass fail. There's no grade there. Like if you don't answer, we got a problem. <laughs> so that one, we just know straight up, you know, how many times you answer and how many times you don't. So on Voice Connects, those are strong leads. Google LSA, that's a lot of listing leads. I mean, that's more listing leads than there are buyer leads. So you better freaking answer that call. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're in a buyer consult or a listing presentation, answer the phone. Number two, Zillow leads are pretty freaking expensive. You know, those are anywhere from 150 to 300 bucks. So answer the phone. You're just gonna have to get your scripts down in front of your clients to be able to answer those calls. That'll increase your conversion rate tremendously. Now, the next thing we're gonna talk about is lead follow-up tasks. This one is simple. Any CRM is gonna allow you to track whether there's any follow-up tasks in your nurture plans. Remember, after we make contact, we put them into an A, B, or C category, okay? And then they're in action plans. The A action plan is very frequent, the B is a little less frequent, et cetera, et cetera. So over the next multiple months, you've got all these leads being nurtured in these action plans. So all we gotta do is maybe the admin person on the team or you go in at the end of each week and see how many outstanding tasks each of your agents have. Their goal is freaking zero. 
Because if they've got a bunch of outstanding tasks or to-dos or actions, whatever your CRM calls them, then that tells me we got to shut down the leads to that person because they can already have more than they can handle. They've already got too many outstanding tasks. See, this, present, this prevents people from cherry picking the first call leads because that's what most of your agents do if you're not doing these things, I guarantee you. They're just answering that phone when it's convenient and determining and assessing whether that's a good lead or not right there. If they don't wanna meet right then and there, they say these leads suck. And that's what happens. And they don't realize that only 25% of the leads ultimately converted are converted on the first call. The real money, 75% of the income, is in the nurturing follow-up. <clears throat> so we have to hold them accountable to their follow-up tasks, or you're paying four times as much money for your leads so that they can cherry pick on the first call and we're not getting our mileage out of our leads. People will say to me, they'll ask very ignorant questions, like how many leads do you give an agent? How many leads should be given to each agent on my team per month? I mean, I'm saying 20 max. You know, there's people that say 35, 40, 50, I guess, if you're, you know, if you're just cherry picking. But here's why, man. If you give an agent 20 leads in the first month, I mean, they're getting a lead every business day. And then guess what? The next month they get 20 more. Now they're managing 40 leads because they still should be nurturing the initial leads they got. Maybe half of them, right? Because they couldn't get a hold of the other half. And then the next, another 30 leads, 20 leads. And then the next month, another 20 leads. After four or five or six months, you're managing all these leads in your nurturing pipeline. And now after six months on pay-per-click or forced registration style leads, like we talked about, you're actually gonna start to get these leads to bear fruit. A lot of times with the Zillow leads and the, and the Google LLSA, they'll bear, foot, they'll bear fruit right away in the first 30 days or even on the first call. But if you're buying like, you know, Google leads, uh, Facebook leads, pay-per-click, forced registration stuff, those take a little while. Those you have to nurture for a long, long time. So it's very hard for agents to actually see that these leads work unless they stick with it for four, five, six months. It's why at a very minimum, when you start working with a conversion monster, the leads you're giving them, like you need to give them at least six months to a year to nurture these things for a transfer, especially if they're forced registration or pay-per-click stuff. Those are people that are just starting to look Remember, we talked about that. Those are people just starting to look way before agents used to, or clients used to start looking for real estate. They look on their own long before that they, they want to see a house. They've already looked all over the place before they get to you. So we're actually being able to make contact with them early on. Don't expect they don't want to meet with you yet. That was the whole point of them looking online. We're just trying to nurture them so that we are their choice when they are ready to meet down the road. That's the idea. So we have to keep our agents patient we have to stay ahead of them. I'm gonna lead you with one last thing. Probably the most important metric we track, because these are ABIs, right? We're tracking you know, their SOI, like we talked about. We're tracking the online lead contacts, making sure they have zero outstanding tasks, that they're calling in five minutes or less. And then you know, we might track how many appointments they set and convert, that's great you know for onboarding we track to make sure they're getting through all of the icc online learning center courses so they learn how to convert online leads and they learn how to how to uh, convert and grow their soi um, then <clears throat> under lag measures this is the part i want to show you right down here these are your results-based indicators 
right? So what we look at here is we want to make sure that we are always staying ahead of the agent. So we're always tracking every closing. Where did it get, where does, was the source? Was it from their own SOI? That would be agent generated versus team generated, which would mean it was a lead that was generated and provided by the team, like these leads we're talking about. So we all, that's our chief indicator for lead distribution is whoever's bringing in the most from their own SOI, that's where we got to funnel the most leads towards because they've earned it. Everyone will agree that's a fair basis for lead distribution. It's whoever's generating the most gets the most. That's the secret sauce to create a very positive culture of production on your team. If you want a production-centric culture, reward those that are doing the work and earning it. And that's your chief criteria. Yeah, I mean, you want to, if someone speaks Spanish, get into the agents that speak Spanish. Yeah, if, if someone is, you know, the same age or the same behavioral profile or in the same geographic location, maybe we go that direction. But the chief criteria you look at for lead distribution is who's bringing in the most business because you got to stay ahead of them. That's your job as the team leader. Make sense? Okay, that's a hard stop. So I want to run it through as much as that is humanly possible. There's some tips and techniques for how to leverage uh, your internet leads to scale your business with a real estate team. Pick up the book if you want a lot more, a lot more detail. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.